Jeremy, would you just lay off about the iPhone 7? I get it. It's cool. You have it. Everyone now knows that you have it. Okay, Calvin, I told you in confidence. I didn't want to boost about my iPhone 7. Yes, you did. Yeah, That's why you would do that. Yeah, it takes the best pictures of all time. Yes, yes, it's the fastest chip ever. And no, I don't need a headphone jack. Okay, <laughs> and all of this memory that you keep bragging about. Ooh, good for you. You can have 10,000 photos on it. What are you going to do with all those photos? Calvin, 100,000 photos, all right? Get it right. I'm really happy for you. iPhone 7 is here. Dude, come on. I the, My last phone was an iPhone 4. Don't you think I deserve to upgrade? It was 4S, man. <laughs> it wasn't 4S. Phone. It wasn't 4S. <laughs> iPhone 7 is here. If you have questions, queries, concerns, send me an email. I would be happy to share and recommend. Answer everything from the website. Good morning, podcast listeners. Now, Calvin, it might not be the morning, <laughs> it, that's, but it's our morning. It's, it is our morning, but that's the beauty of podcasting. It could be morning, noon, or night when you listen to it. Doesn't matter to me. It could be in the car. It's often in the car. could be in the, in the house doing chores. Welcome to the Open Road Podcast, here with your host, Calvin and, and Jeremy. And Jeremy, that's me. That's you. This podcast is all about helping you find more adventure in the everyday so whether you have zero adventure or a lot of adventure tune into this podcast to see it if applies we can, to you yeah tune in see if you can you know move the needle a little bit on yeah. the adventure scale yeah we had uh last week you know you may have uh, bumped into our bonus episode which we're really excited about uh something we've never done before but you were pretty a, excited about a it. chance for us to share with our listeners some of the uh the mail we receive the thoughtful comments which we really appreciate Yes, we do. We definitely do. But enough about last week. You have a big question burning on your mind. Jer, we haven't done this for a little while, but please, please help me with some <laughs> social advice. I I am the king of social interactions, yes. as everybody anywhere knows. I am no king. And Calvin often comes to me asking for a little bit of advice on how to deal with scenarios. So, Calvin, so you, you've had a situation. I've had a situation. I have this customer. Great customer, regular calling customer, a Italian fellow. Now, here's the deal. Pretty, you know, let me just, I guess I'll, I'll set the set the scene here. Yeah. Big Italian guy, very wealthy, constantly smoking a cigar. Yes. One of these giant cigars. Um, and uh, anyways, so he's always kind of ranting on to me <laughs> about different things. Yeah. Always to do with the government. <laughs> hates, absolutely hates the government. And okay. so, and then I'm just there yeah. working at their place. And so he'll just kind of zone in on me yeah. and start going on about the government. What is my position? Like, what should I be doing? Like, often I'll just agree with everything he says. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all this about, you know, Kathleen Wynn <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> All of these horrible things that he says, and I'll just, I'll, I'll just agree with all of it. You're just, I mean, you're just going I have, along with I have it. fun with it, but I mean, really, what should I be doing? This is a customer that's yeah. great to me, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's often expressing very aggressive views. Does he say anything that is offensive? To me, not so much, yeah. but they would be very offensive, yeah. Um, at one point he said if any of his children ever decided to work for the government, he would cut them out of his will. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Calvin, you know, in this case, my advice would be 
actually pretty aligned with what you're already doing. Okay. So I think there's nothing you can do to change this guy's mind. So you may as well enjoy the hilarious quips that he says. Right. And in fact, my suggestion would be to tweet the things that he says. <laughs> I really should. You should start a uh, an account. Call it at Angry Canadian Italian. Okay. <laughs> and you need to tweet uh, everything that he says, uh, and and you're you're gonna go viral. And man, that would be so good because there's so much profanity mixed in there as well, which just it's just great <laughs> to listen to. So my suggestion would be next time you're interacting with him. Have your iPhone recording in your pocket secretly. Yes. And so then you can get all the quips later. You can sit down at your computer. You can tweet them all out. I'm actually. There's just so many little golden nuggets that he yeah. drops that are so outrageous. So. But when they're mixed in with a whole conversation of obscene things he's saying, they don't. It, you can't catch them all. Yeah. So that's your new adventure. Start a new social media project. It will go viral. Start spying and, on my uh, customers. They'll love that. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so, all right, there's All right, that. thank you for that. You're welcome. Hey, one other thing we thought it would be good to talk about today. We've been back for probably two, well, two full episodes, and, and we're, we're really back in the swing of things, but over the past two episodes, we haven't really given everybody a big life update. Not really. And the adventures going on in our lives continue to be exciting, yeah. and, you know, as our listeners, we think you deserve to hear a little bit about what's been new and exciting in the adventures that are our lives. So, I mean, by we, I mostly mean Calvin. Calvin started some new adventures. What one do you want to get into first? I mean, right now I'm sitting here in our office. Yeah. You know, you're with me, which has been great. Doing Us doing face-to-face -face banter, which has been awesome. Yeah, all these, wedding, all these weddings up north yeah, no, get us together. It. It's great. Um, but, Jer, what am I wearing that I've never worn before? You're wearing a sweater that says... Hamilton Aunt McMaster University. Yep. Last time I checked, you did not have a degree from McMaster. I do not, but I plan to. You're a student. I'm a student. You're a student of the of the of the school. So that's new as of this uh, this month, actually. Congratulations. Thank what you. What are you going back to school for? Business. Business. Yeah. How to you know run our podcast more efficiently? Yeah. Yeah. It's business for podcasters. Business for podcasters. Pretty expensive degree, eh? worth it worth every penny <laughs> so so truly what's what do you have as the kind of the goal of your business degree kind of my goal and, and is it part-time on it's part-time online nice you know this is how uh, this is how it's the way of the future guys like me can do it you know from afar working full-time yeah no schools near me yeah this is it's happening cool uh my goal my goal is to just uh i just love i really do love learning and uh and i just figured i'm I do a lot of podcast listening, and I love reading articles, and I just kind of figured a while ago, you know what, why don't I just do some sort of school where at the end of all my learning, I'll get to walk away with something. Yeah, that's really neat. I think um, it's cool to do um, formal learning, and you know, nowadays with how much information out there, how much information is out there, yeah. we're always learning all kinds of stuff, yeah. but it's neat that you said, hey, I actually want to maybe do something a little bit more formal. Mm -hmm. um, something that might be able to, you know, advance my career or help you later on in your life. I think that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see where this leads me. How's it been so far? You're a couple weeks in. A couple weeks in. It's been really good so far. I haven't done a ton of work actually, to be honest. True. But uh, yeah, so far so good. On your, <laughs> there's a textbook on your desk. Amazing title. Business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Eighth Canadian edition of business textbook. Griffin, Abert, Stark, Tricopolis, and Lang. 
So looks pretty thick. Looks pretty new. Pretty thick. Yeah, really uh, not worked in at all. It's Man, been... what a rip buying those books. Oh, dude, you got to look on Kijiji. There's people who can sell them for cheap. Oh, yeah. You probably paid 150 bucks for it. I paid. Oh, how much did I pay? I paid 173 dollars for that book. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's not chill. Zero it's chill. Absolute rip. <laughs> I was so like I was so cheesed. <laughs> Were you at the bookstore or did you order it online? I was at the bookstore. Yeah. When you got your That's hoodie? where I got this sweatshirt. Yeah, you probably paid 80 bucks for that sweater. No, it was actually really reasonable. That's really? why the only reason I got it, yeah. What was it, like 60 bucks? Not even. What was it? My, maybe like it was like in the $45 or something. That's amazing. For a sweatshirt, so. And that's a nice sweater. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. Anyways, enough about your sense of style. There's other things going on in your world. What? A... <sighs> Dear. Yes, Calvin. In the few months. Yes. I mean, it feels far down the road. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm talking like March. I'm going to be a different person. A different person. With a different title. With a different title? They call me Dad. No. They will. Stop it. They will. I was always trying to figure out how I was going to react on the podcast when you said, I'm going to be a dad when we finally told the listeners that you and your wife are pregnant. Yep. But I already knew, so I didn't. I can't fake how a reaction. How are you react? But I'm really excited for you guys. Thank you. Um, how's it been in these first couple of months? Uh, first couple of months have been pretty good. I mean, I, I went in with zero expectations. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, my wife's been really sick. <laughs> She's been in a, a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> poor Katie. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. So, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, just all about serving each other. That's great. Yeah. So, no, it's been all right. Um Kind of some hilarious takeaways. Yeah. As uh, a, we haven't like, we didn't actively tell tons of people, but just kind of through different ways, people find out. Yes. People just find out and start contacting me, and and that's been fine. But yeah. the one thing that ha- I've just found hilarious is all of the nonstop unsolicited <laughs> advice from people <laughs> that I do not have not asked for. And have really n- not really welcomed, but it's just hysterical. The, like the second people find out you're pregnant, oh, they're like, they got all some. kinds of <laughs> it. And like, I guess it's valid because it's from like, yeah, you're a parent. So right. like, I guess you can give advice. Yeah. But I mean, it's just hilarious. Do you remember like one piece that was either ridiculous or that like struck you in, in a one weird hilarious way? piece that I got actually from that Italian guy's wife? Oh, I love this. Don't have a girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, that's good advice. <laughs> Hey, thanks. We literally don't know the sex of the baby right now, and you're chirping. Oh, so good. Whatever you do, don't have a girl. <laughs> I think that means you need to get pregnant standing up. Was that the case? Uh, it's. I thought it was to do which um, compass direction you're facing. Oh, true enough. Yeah. Do, you, do you recall, or were you two in the moment? I don't recall. <laughs> so it's uh, a, it truly it's is a, a gamble a at this toss point. Up. That is hilarious. Uh, any others? Are people? Like, I what mean, are they saying? Uh, I don't know. Just like. I mean, it's so much of the classic, like, oh, get your sleep now. There he is. Well, so, you're not going to be <laughs> sleeping in a little while. That's awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm just accepting it. And sure. then, so my, my plan for a lot of this is to just go in blind. Yeah. After all this advice, I'm like, man, just forget it. Like, like the bee, or no, sorry. Yeah. Like, like beekeeping that I've yeah. discussed before. There's just a million opinions out there. Yeah. And you could go crazy reading and researching all of this stuff but i mean let's just go unnatural figure it out use your sound sense of judgment yeah yeah i think that's smart to an extent for sure right um you know people for thousands and thousands of years have been raising kids yeah without googling everything about it yeah 
But, you know, I'm sure there will be a few things where there will be information that's helpful for you out there. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, maybe, I don't know if your wife is a bit more of a researcher than you, but yeah. and there's going to be ways for you to support her in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, stay continued for so updates on my well, life. Well, here's actually the thing, Calvin. You did mention your bees, and in some ways the bees have been your pets, yeah. and the bees have been your test for having children. Yep. Now, how's it been going with the bees lately? We kind of alluded that you had a story in the bonus episode that I didn't let you tell. Jer, like anyone trying to father or husband thousands of women, <laughs> there's going to be drama. <laughs> okay? So there's been some drama with the bees. There's been some drama. There's been nonstop drama. Ooh, and, my gosh. Uh, it just keeps it just keeps coming. So lately, I mean, I forget where we left off. I mean, but I had to re re queen a little while ago. Okay, my bees had swarmed. I put a new queen in there. Swarming means they queen left the hive. They all went with her. Half and went they, with her. Half went with her. They found a new home. Yeah, took off. And that was a sad day for you. Really sad day. It took me a while to get over that. I'm still not over it. it took me a while to deal with that properly. Yeah. Uh, really harnessing because you had emotions. an emotional connection to these bees. Like you absolutely, were, you were saying there were times when you just sit and watch, and it Man, would be it really nice, therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were so gentle. And so now I've got this new queen in there. Introduced her fine when that went well. Um, man, these things are aggressive. Yeah, this new queen has really just changed the whole Zen vibe I had going. Right with these girls. And so I mean, I went out there a little while ago. I got the crap stung out of me. No. Yes. Up my pants, all like they stuff. swarmed you and stung you like more than five times. More than five times. Oh yeah, like um, twenty times. No, like tenish probably. Did you feel each sting like as like all yeah. over your body? Like the key, I guess, is to just not freak out when you get right. stung like that. But right. I mean, I did a pretty good job of that. Of freaking out or of not, not freaking, freaking out. out? Yeah, yeah, because like I just kind of backed off, and then they eventually like you can't do anything. You can't run inside or anything because right. they're all around you, on you. So, so the adventure with the bees has taken a bit of a turn. I mean, so that was depressing in its own way because I mean these gentle bees that I had and was fathering, um, they really turned on me. Yeah, and all I want to do is help them. You well, you also want to steal their honey. Yes, I do want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I am in it for something else. Yeah. But no, anyways, that was a little bit, I was definitely a little bit sad to hear that. But also, it's part of life. It's part of life. And it's part of their their nature, I guess. And it's, I think, interesting as you continue to learn about beekeeping. Yes. This happens. Yeah. You know, there's people with tons of swarms and like people on bee farms. I'm sure they've had this kind of stuff happen to them all the yeah. time. Yep. And then, so, I mean, it, it just provokes me to learn more and research more. Why are they doing this? And yeah. So now I've got new tactics to try and stuff to do for the spring. Nice. Yep. Great updates. Good updates. Nice. Life is changing. Life is moving on. Yeah, your life is changing very fast. Also, I, Jer, soak this in. We are in my office slash podcast studio right and now. And it's beautiful and bright and a nice room. It's the right size. This is a room, Jer, where I got to do all on my own. So, I mean, I've got, you know, my, my record player all set up in here, my desk, my computer, yep. my posters and uh, stuff that I like in here. Yep. It's all going, man. Going where? Somewhere. This is going to be a nursery. For the baby. For the baby. Baby's already taken over. So... Kiss it goodbye. Kiss it goodbye. So is the podcast going to be over once you have a child? Um, I guess you can continue, but I cannot <laughs> be a part of it anymore. Nowhere to do it. Dang. Dang. Well, maybe I'll have you on as a guest every once in a while. Thank you. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. All right. What else is new? I mean, what's new with you? You're looking, you're, you're looking different. You're looking huge. Yeah, I'm ripped now. Yeah, I've, you kind of are. I've been doing CrossFit for two weeks. Yeah. 
you know, we've, we've, you know, people who do CrossFit are, you know, people say they always talk about CrossFit and that's definitely me. And I think this podcast is going to turn into a CrossFit podcast. CrossFit podcast. I mean, how many times do you throw up on average? <laughs> Once per workout. If you don't throw up, <laughs> you're not done. You're not <laughs> There's a saying at the gym, don't. Stop when you're tired. Stop once you throw up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The saying is actually don't stop when so you're done. Delicious. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. Okay. Um, Setting goals. CrossFit's been pretty pretty good. I've been going at l- trying to go at least three times a week. Okay. Katie's been going like five times a week, which is kind of insane. That's a lot. Isn't it? That's a lot. So I think I can get my money's worth if I'm going three times a week. So I try yeah. to I try to make that happen. So it's unlimited. Um, it's unlimited. It's always like a class setting yeah, though, right? It's always a class. You're in and out in an hour. It's great. Um, I feel I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the kind of person who's like wildly driven or motivated to like start looking jacked. For fitness. But it is nice. You get a good feeling, like your endorphins are going. You feel like you accomplished something. I I rarely ever worked out so hard that I've sweat and I'm sweating like three times a week, which I hear is good for you. Right. So that's been a change that's been, I'd say, pretty good. Yeah, I'm into fitness. <laughs> fitness whole pizza in my mouth. <laughs> uh, another dad joke from Calvin. That's on a T-shirt, I think. Is it? I think so. I heard somebody told me that recently. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's been that's been fun. The first class I did puke. You did? <laughs> did I tell you that? <laughs> Yeah, all the, of the instructor the very shoes. first class I'm like doing this workout and I'm I'm on this is the other funny part is I'm not even close to lifting as much as the girls <laughs> <laughs> that are like the hardcore crossfitters <sighs> so yeah so I'm I'm not lifting a lot I'm not doing as many reps I'm not doing things uh it's called rx or as prescribed yep which means you know when it's pull-ups you're doing strict pull-ups like straight up pull-ups versus using an elastic to help you or jumping to get up like there's modifications for all the moves um so i mean as far as the crossfit world is concerned i'm very new and very weak right right um but yeah so this first time i'm probably about three quarters through the workout and i'm just like i gotta stop like i i literally have to stop and I'm and I'm uh, telling the coach, I'm like, he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, like I'm okay, but I'm nearing my end. He's like, all right, do you know what? He, whatever he said, five more pull-ups and twenty more sit-ups, and then you, oh. and then call it. And then I was like, all right, so I like go to start like doing that. I'm like, not happening. Go to the bathroom, just yak in the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> all over uh, your Asics. All no, I got Reebok, man, Nanos, the real Reebok. CrossFit shoes. Uh, but anyways, it's been it's been interesting, and one of my ways of coping with uh, with uh, the whole CrossFit and nutrition thing that the new regime it's I'm just on, a puke. No, is uh, taking a, pa- a page out of Kinsley's book from our pr- one of our yep. previous guests and uh, doing really satirical uh, Instagram stories, which are amazing. <laughs> CrossFit. Yeah, so I have a persona on there called CrossFit Jer and uh. and Health Guru Jer. <laughs> so whenever I have like a real, have you seen them? I, I think, think I, you just I think updated. I just, just saw the one thing. So, anyways, so I'm in my mind as I'm working out to get me through the workout. I'm thinking of like the next funny thing I can post How about to make CrossFit fun of these culture. Super intense people. Yeah, and so now I I, I'm I'm planning to have like CrossFit Jair and Health Guru Jair like somehow meet or like try to like trick each other. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of funny <laughs> things, but it's been uh, it's been fun and on my Instagram mind adventure. Mind adventure, yeah. Here's the funny thing. My Instagram pictures are pretty serious, but all of my stories are kind of jokey. That's good. That's so good I wonder if it. that confuses people. Maybe. 
Maybe people now think you're a joke. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, there's there's a quick little update from me. Cool. But I'm really excited that you're starting school. I'm so excited for you and Katie to have a little baby. That's a huge change, a huge adventure you guys are embarking on in the yeah. world of parenting. And yep. I don't know. All the best to you. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more on future episodes. I'm sure we will. And I think that's another cool thing about this podcast where we're going to be recording your feelings and your adventure journeying through this. So it's going to be cool Jared, to have that on we're record. We're recording my life. I know. We're recording okay. all of our lives. So. So, anyways, that's cool. Um, One other thing we've been trying to do on this podcast is make it go viral. How do we make it tip? How do we just... What is the tipping point of this podcast? And our guest today has one of the most viral videos of all time. That's right. Uh, And it's not really a viral video in terms of like it was funny and went viral. It's a music video that just is one of the biggest music videos in the world. If not the in my in my books, it's the best music video in the world of all time of all time. And the story of uh, that Ben is going to share with us in just a few minutes is a great one. He's just a guy from small town Ontario, ends up getting involved in the the uh, media video creation world, and ends up connecting with some really interesting people, and is now the man behind hundreds of millions of views on a YouTube video. Small town guy with big town dreams. <laughs> And while we're not going to reduce him down to just a guy who made a video, uh, we, it, it is something that we chat about, the behind the scenes and all of that good stuff, and we hear his story of of, uh, of success mm-hmm. and of grinding and of stepping into an adventure and walking through it. Ben. Ben Nechtel coming up on the Open Road Podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Here he is. <laughs> All right, dear listeners, we are back with another exciting interview. Today on the line, we have our good friend, Ben. Well, he's maybe not a good friend, but hopefully by the end of this, he is. Ben, how are you today? Wait, Jeremy, what's Ben's last name? <laughs> How'd you know I didn't want to pronounce it? <laughs> I was I like, easily yeah. sidestep yeah. that I'm one. I'm going to say, this is Ben Knechtel. That's, you got it. You nailed it. Did I? How do you, say, no. how do you pronounce it? It's um, Knechtel? Every, yeah, don't worry, man. Like, I never get offended by that. It's, I mean, it's look at the spelling. K-N-E-C-H-T-E-L. Um, it's hard for anyone to pronounce. So it's Nectal. Ben Nectal. Yeah, like K-N as in knife. You don't say knife. You don't. I right? feel like so, an idiot now. No, it's, uh, you know, I've, I don't think I've met one person that it, that's gotten my name right. But it before. sounds a little bit German. Is it German? It's German, it's German. So I feel like there's a, a word in, in German, it's called uh, uh, Knäckerbrot, and that's like <laughs> this, this like cracker bread. So that's basically what it means, like oh. cracky bread, Knäckerbrot. So that's why I, that's why I started with the, the K-N. The, that's All why good. I pronounced it. Fun fact to our podcast listeners <laughs> and Ben, Jeremy speaks fluent German. Oh, stop it, Calvin. I didn't mean to drop some German there just to boost. Well, Do you ben, actually speak German fluently? Um, I wouldn't say I'm fluent. I, I can understand it pretty much fully. And if I was in Germany for a couple of weeks, I'd probably pick it back up pretty quick. It was my first language. Can you write any? Can I write any German? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, when I was growing up, I took German lessons with my uncles. Like, they taught me proper okay. grammar yeah, yeah. and vocabulary. But we're not here to talk about my german we're well, here to talk okay. about we're here we'll to talk circle back with, to it with ben we'll circle back around uh ben uh thanks for joining us today uh that's a roundabout way of getting to an introduction um 
we have a lot to chat about with you. We've had a few different people on the podcast so far who make videos. We chatted with uh, that's right with yeah. Ben, the comedian who also made music videos. We've chatted with Graham Genvy, who does all kinds of different videos. But you do a very special kind of video, and I mean, I'm sure you do lots, uh, but particularly music videos. Um, so I think it might be a fun place to start way back. You know, when you were just starting to... Fu- what was your first video camera that you ever had? Oh, that man. that you ever used? Um, very not interesting, but uh, I, I grew up with two sisters. So um, my older sister was in figure skating uh, when I was a kid, like, you know, all growing up. So uh, every time we'd go to, like, a figure skating, uh, like... I don't know, competition or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my grandfather would bring this like VHS, um, you know, camera to, yes. to the arena. I know uh, the type. And I, that would be my escape. I'd be like, well, I really don't want to watch my sister figure skate all day. So I'm just going to go play with this camera. Huh. And um, that's kind of where it started. And then uh, I was always just the, the kid in high school with the camera um you know begging the local bands to let me come film them for free and uh yeah. it just progressed from there man did you have to beg don't doesn't everybody want a music video <laughs> that's yeah that's true no it uh i was lucky enough i grew up in a, in peterborough ontario um and i grew up uh with this band called hawk nelson oh uh, yeah. no they're way they're still, they're yeah. still around today actually um yep. but the, their lineups changed quite a bit over the years uh but those dudes were a few few years uh, ahead of me um in age and uh when they got their uh when they were lo- when they were a local band um sorry scratch that uh when they were a local band i would always go film them and i would be kind of like their you know video guy so to speak and then when cool. they got signed they took me on tour no way and basically every summer um wow. from like 17 18 19 i would be um touring the states with them and and just creating content so did you uh, uh did you ever go to an american festival called kingdom bound with them i did not oh you miss, didn't. miss those ones but okay. i know that's a very popular festival yeah, because our, our youth group worked their merch table, so I met those guys long ago. We volunteered and worked all the merch tables. But anyways, I was wondering, Aww. maybe we would have crossed paths way back then. But anyway, con- continue on. Yeah, actually, Peterborough is uh, also um, the hometown of a band called Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, I didn't know they were from Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up, um, I used to love Thousand Foot Crutch. Who didn't? Um, yeah, so... Uh, I still do. I still love those Throw guys. Throw up that uh, rock fist, baby. Yeah, that's right. TFK. But, uh, funny story. I mean, when I was 19 or, tw- 19 or 20, they took me to Pasadena to to record uh, the Flame and All of Us album. Oh, no way. Um, so, uh, and I always I was always talking to them about like, yeah, you know, one day I'm going to make a music video for you. I'm going to make a music video for you guys. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that just this past March, we did a legit music video. No way. Ten years, ten years in the making. So wow, wow, cool. That was like, um, that was one of those things where you know definitely crossed. Uh, I, you know, I set a goal and and it took ten years, but I did it. That's amazing. And That's what cool. what song was that for? Oh man, shoot, I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> That, well, I heard the song like a million times making the video. Of course, I can't remember it. Well, that's Walk really interesting you. because I I find like there's even bands like I listen to some podcasts where bands talk, 
and they yeah. have totally different names for their own songs that aren't actually yeah. the names of the the songs that are on the album so they call it either by some lyric or by some inside mm. joke when they play it so i'm actually not that surprised that you forgot forgot that yeah so i mean the, i mean the song i just looked it up yeah uh, the song is called running with giants by yep. thousand foot crutch yep and yeah, we shot the video back in March, and yeah, ten years in the making. It felt felt good to cross that one off the bucket list. Yeah, that's cool. So I so, think yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Okay, well, I just kind of wanted to Ben, are you able to walk us through kind of the starting process of making a music video? Like, how do you uh, how do you start off with uh, working with the artists and stuff that you have in your head and ideas that they have in theirs, and how do you kind of mix it all together into a product that everyone's happy with? Yeah, and okay. maybe even open up some of the roles because there's producer, director, right? Uh, f- like, what's the difference between that stuff? So, yeah, that would be a great thing to walk uh, us and our listeners through. Yeah, so I have a director rep in Toronto. Her name's Sherry Sinclair at the Field Inc. And she, the Field Inc. is a is a music video production company. Um, so she has all the relationships with the labels. So, um, you know, if Warner, Sony okay. or, uh, you know, whatever label wants to do a video or has a song, um, a new song for an artist, they will approach her because, okay. you know, she's kind of like she's like the agent, so to speak. Um, and then she looks at her roster and says, who would be good for this video? Ah. And then, um, hmm. you know, she'll send me an email with with uh, a creative brief um, which is sometimes the band has an idea, um, you know, in a paragraph and sometimes it's just, here's the song, write a treatment. Right. Uh, so I'll write a treatment. Um, what's a treatment? A treatment is like a two page, um, like brief about what the video is going to be like your concept. Okay. And you can go into as much detail as you want, um, or as little detail as you want. But uh, definitely dude, the more dude the, on beach with tiger yeah. enter. Yeah. I've written, I mean, I've written some treatments <laughs> that are literally like, like one paragraph before and they've turned out amazing. Um, so are the uh, bands receiving multiple treatments? Um, yeah, that's, that's like an ugly side of the biz actually. That's right. That's kind of, um, super depressing at times because, uh, I'll write, you know, sometimes I'll write, um, I mean, most of the times you're writing treatments that you'll, you'll never actually get the video for cause there's mm. four or five, six other directors writing on them. Right. So, right. and you don't get paid for that time. Right, um, it's so, a paragraph, Ben. How long does yeah. it take? You? Well, no, man. It's like a two. Day, sometimes it's like a. No, like, of course, of course. I could easily dump four to six, four to six, not forty-six, uh, four to six hours on a treatment. And oh, then for sure, for sure. Not get it. It's just like, oh man, I just wasted six hours of my life. Yeah, um, just put that one in the bag for the next, the yeah. next hot pop single. <laughs> what I do try to do now is I'll just say, okay, I've got this idea. I do. I write like a synopsis instead of a full treatment, and I and I, I at the top of the treatment, I'll write, um, you know, j- uh, FYI, this is just like a brief concept. If you like it, we'll develop it into a full treatement ASAP. Right. But mm-hmm. um, and usually from a paragraph, they get the sense of if they like the video or not. So, um, but are you putting that piece of writing against other full treatments? Yeah. And sometimes that works, and sometimes that works. But I just think like the. I just think that the the time investment to always be pumping out full treatments is just I mean I'd be I'd be working a full-time job just doing that. Well, and that's even really interesting in terms of 
the human element of it. I think people are pretty intuitive and can get a concept really quick. And I think there's this saying, um, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a, a long one. Because it's way easier just to like dump out all of these mm-hmm. ideas and words, but to keep something tight and concise and compelling often wins the day. Yeah, that'll uh, be the demise of this podcast. <laughs> I just actually a video came out um, yesterday um, for this country artist named David James. The song is called "Starts with a Girl," and I remember a few months ago on on YouTube. Um, Sorry, Facebook Live. When that started to pop off, yep. my um, my cousin she put her gender reveal, um, her gender reveal party, not her gender reveal, uh, her gender reveal party for her pregnancy, so to speak. Um, not like not some <laughs> transsexual thing. <laughs> I wonder where that was going. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she's pregnant, and there, you know, gender reveal parties are a thing um, where you get family and friends together and you announce. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a creative way, you reveal the gender of the baby. That's a surprise to everyone. Not even the couple knows. Okay. So I saw them do this video where they got all this silly string, but they took the caps off. They had one friend that got like a letter from the ultrasound technician with the gender of the baby. And they went to the dollar store and got all this um, pink silly string. And they gave it to like 30 people that surrounded the couple on the count of three you know, they all let loose. And, That's so cool. Yeah, so it's like no one knows what the gender is until, until the three until they start squirting. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I wrote that into a treatment, like a paragraph treatment saying like, you know, David James um, narrates this uh, gender reveal party, but we actually um, were able to find a young couple uh, that were actually having a real gender reveal party for their pregnancy. So we got real people, real family members, real no friends. Way. I kind of just documented it, but that was like a, I mean, that was like a paragraph treatment. Right. All it would and, take. And it ends up being one of my favorite ones all year just because, you know, there's that, you know, it's real. Like, like I said, there's real emotion, real people, real yeah. excitement. Yeah. So check that one out. David James starts with a girl. Very cool. Very cool. So you're, cool. you're writing treatments now, you know, all right, the, this, uh, the person says, yeah, let, let's do it. You know what? Let's use a real live example. Can we do that, Ben? Yeah, let's do it. One of the craziest and most popular videos that you have made, why don't you tell it to us? Who's it by? I directed a video uh, called Call Me Maybe for Carly Rae Jepsen. Wait. The Carly Rae Jepsen. The one and only. The official video, baby. That was all Ben? That was me, man. And it's like... It's so, it's so hard. It's so weird to even talk about that still because sure. it's it's one of the most watched music videos of all time, like literally of it's all time. Unbelievable! So, it's insane. Uh, every it's few so months, crazy. I'll go back and I'll check like what it's at, and I think it's at like eight hundred million now, <laughs> or something. So when it gets to a billion, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something fun. I don't and, know. And it all started with Ben writing a treatment in his office, or where? Or uh, I mean. Funny enough, I I did four videos for Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. Um, before she before she broke big, and now she's. I mean, I love her. She's she's the best. Uh, but like, she's were, just kind were you of guys she's friends? in like another world now. She's just like, um, in the best way possible. But she's just in like a you know a different stratosphere now. Yeah, you know? she's right. been right. launched into superstar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
nothing but love for her. But yeah, we did four videos together. The last one being Call Me Maybe. And uh, I met her when I when I first moved to Vancouver. Um, oh man, this this gets. I mean, I'll make this quick, but this gets this gets a little complicated. <laughs> it's like it leads to another story, which leads to another story. Is that is that okay? Oh, we love it. We love oh, it. Oh, we we okay. love the stories. Rabbit trails. So when I first this is the story of adventure. Like this is how one thing leads to another, and it takes you on an adventure you never knew was going to happen. So it's perfect for this podcast. All right. Well, origin story. Um, When I first moved to Vancouver, um, one of the first people I met was a was a another young director um, named Colin Minahan. Still a really great friend of mine. You can Google him, Colin Minahan. You'll see all his music video work. But he was like. He was kind of like the, what do they call it? like a wonder wonderkind? Wonder, a wonderkind. wonderkind. Yeah, that's, wonderkind. that's German. That's German. Yeah, he's like he was like a wonderkind. Like he was like twenty years old and making like, you know, eighty thousand dollar music videos. Wow. So he was wow. He, yeah, so he was just he was just that guy that you know, not that it came to him easy. It's just he was an extremely talented young person, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he had this relationship with a record label called 604 Records, yep. and he was directing a music video um, for Mariana's Trench called Cross oh, My yeah. Heart. Cool. And I had just met him like a few weeks before that, and I had my, uh, my video camera that I had just bought when I moved out there, and he invited me on set to this Mariana's Trench music video, and I just decided to start filming uh, like a behind-the-scenes. Oh, um, cool. You know, no one asked me to do it. The label didn't ask me to do it. I just kind of showed up and started putting the camera in the band's face in between takes and asking them questions. And um, uh, I, I basically took that, edited it, marched it into 604 Records. And, you know, as like a 21-year-old kid, I mean, is 21-year-old a kid? I don't know. I feel, I'm 30 now, so I just feel like it is. Yeah, I'm kind still of. You're still yeah. young and like yeah, trying yeah. to do something with yourself. Young and hungry. Yeah, that's right. So I was young and hungry. That's that's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I walked it into to six hundred four records and met with their marketing department and said, "Hey, I've you know shot I shot this I shot and edited this BTS. You know, if you if you like it, go for it. Use it. Don't even bother paying me for it. Let's just do more work." Wow. And and just by doing that, just by knocking down a door like that, um, I can't tell you how important that is to people trying to get into the industry now. Mm. Um, you know, no one's going to, no one at the level you're currently at, if you're a young person, is going to give you a break. you got to basically knock down doors and yep. make stuff happen for yourself. Very cool. So out of that relationship, I started doing behind the scenes stuff for um, uh, all, the, all the bands on um, 604 Records, including Nickelback. Wow. No uh, Chad, way. Uh, Chad Kroger uh, co-owns uh, 604 Records. So. Huh. Started doing BTS stuff for him and um, just the entire roster. Like, and I mean, so, Faber, Faber Drive was a band on the label at the yeah. time. Carly Rae Jepsen, Theory of a Dead Man. Um, I mean, there's tons of other bands. But from just from doing that free BTS, it, it ended up uh, opening up a wow. you know a door that um, yeah, I just I, so much opportunity came from that. I can't speak highly enough on just getting out there and and making stuff happen for yourself. Of those uh, people you just mentioned, those bands, was there someone or like a member of one of those bands that sticks out as someone who was either really friendly or encouraging or uh, just a like became a friend? 
I still keep in touch with all those guys. The Marianas Trench guys I keep in touch with. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, Tavish, he, she, uh, he plays guitar for Carly Rae Jepsen. He came to Kitchener on that tour um, a few months ago, and you know we hooked up again, and just uh, it felt like felt like no time has passed, huh. no time passed. But you know it's been three years since I've seen him. You know, that's but very wow. cool. Yeah, hmm. that's great. So that that story did that lead to the next one? What was the next? Oh, sorry. Next step? Yeah, man. Thanks for keeping me on track. No, it's here. good. It's good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I got this relationship with Six Hundred Four Records. Um, and I started doing more and more BTS stuff while I was working at the film school full time. Um, and when I was, I think I was like 22, I finally said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to quit the film school and I'm going to ask 604 records to hire me full time. Um, and I did and they hired me full time. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I went from working at the bank. I, I went to working at Vancouver Film School to working at 604 Records as like their in-house video guy. Oh, wow. So, wow. Did you quit so before that... you went over to try to get a new job? No. I was raised to not quit a job until I had Smart. more work lined Smart. up. Smart. Like to <laughs> to a fault. Like I I I've always had, you know. I was going to say job. both are both are both are cool, so it's good to hear your perspective on which way you went. I yeah, mean, well, there's, I, mean there's... I, lo- I love my time at Vancouver Film School. I, like, I, I was editing marketing material, so I was still doing video stuff for them. Yep. Um, like, I would go to their uh, their makeup um, workshops and film the students putting on, like, you know, uh, crazy film makeup, like prosthetics and stuff. Turning and people edit- into zombies. Yeah, and just putting it on their YouTube, their YouTube channel. Right. So that was a really fun job, too, but... I wanted to do something more based in music and mm-hmm. where yeah. my passion lied. So, um, so um, being the in-house uh, video guy for the record label, what does that entail? Is that a lot of just uh, behind-the-scenes work, or are there other like um, on you know on-site video shoots going on? Um, it was it was a lot of uh, BTS stuff, like behind-the-scenes of music videos, mm-hmm. um, special tour announcements, you know, going on tour, get, creating content. Um, so, I mean, it was never a dull moment. Um, but, um, uh, I mean, segueing, I mean, going full circle back into how Carly Rae Jepsen plays into this. Uh, so I did that first BTS and then, um, uh, the, the president of the label, Jonathan Simpkin, shout out to Jonathan Simpkin. Um, I mean, he gave, he gave me my start really him and between him and Colin Minahan, the, you know, my, my director friend, mm-hmm. uh, they, those are the two guys that instrumentally, you know, gave me a shot early, wow. early on. So anyway, uh, Jonathan Simpkin, uh, he says, well, I have this artist that, uh, you know, I need to do a video for, and we've got like 5,000 bucks. Um, she just came off a of Canadian idol. Uh, do you, you know, do you want to listen to the song and write a treatment? So I did that and it was, I mean, it was Carly Rae Jepsen and, the video was Tug of War. That was like the first video that I directed for Carly Rae Jepsen. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's how I met Carly. And over the next couple of years, we did, uh, you know, two other videos. And finally, Call Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe came around. But yeah, I mean, she when I met her, she, she had just come off Canadian Idol. Um, you know, she was, I think she was still working at Brown's Coffee Shop in Kitsilano, huh. in Vancouver. Ooh. So... Um, she was so, still really, really new to the scene too. 
a five thousand dollar budget. What's that kind of? What does that mean to you as a director? Are you uh, and especially like when you were starting out? Is that just uh, tons of cash? Or were you feeling that's pretty lean? Um, I mean, when I was doing when I was doing videos for friends bands where I would be making no money, right? Five thousand dollars seems like a lot, but once you you know once you hire um, you know a talented crew and a cinematographer and the right camera, I mean right. that. Oh, that I, goes in a second. Yeah, yeah. In in the early days, I I totally would forfeit my my director fee all the time and make no money on videos just to wow. so we could shoot on like the the red camera, which was just you know just released and getting big at the, the time. Scene, yeah, yeah. Actually, funny story. We shot tug of war on on the red camera, which had just been released, and I knew this DP in Vancouver that uh, that he he bought one of the first the first waves to come into Canada. So he, he brought that out for like, you know, as a favor on this $5,000 budget, but just by having that, it makes it look like so much better. better. Right. And what's that, just to give us some perspective, like what, what's a high budget music video go for? I mean, in Canada we have, we have amazing grants. Um, so like from the government, yeah, government grants to make music videos. Uh, Yeah. I tell, Friends, I tell friends in the states that, and they their jaw drops. It's like <laughs> in the states they have like nothing like that for them. Imagine um, right. how freaked out the Republicans will go. Obama's giving people music or That's money right. for yeah, music yeah. videos. So, so I mean, uh, it, I mean, one of them's called Much Fact. Um, one of them's called Factor Grants. Cool. And so I'd say the average Much Fact is, you know, well, it used to be twenty to twenty five thousand, but now they have. What's called viral video grants for ten thousand. Ah, they give away they give away way more of those instead of so instead of giving away mm. like twenty, you know, twenty five thousand dollar budgets, they'll give away you know the equivalent in in ten thousand dollar budgets to spread it around a little more. But yeah. um, really, that obviously limits you a little bit as well. Huh. Right, of course, very interesting. But it's still, I mean, that's still money from. Oh, uh, that's amazing! Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't say that's from the government. That's from that's from Bell Media. I'm pretty sure, I, and I could be. I could. There's money out there, and all of a sudden we have money. Yeah, fact check, fact check, fact check. If you're listening to this, uh, uh, don't ask a lot of questions after you receive a check in the mail. I do know there's like the Ontario Media Fund, and yeah, there's just there's a lot of money floating around. If you're a creative person and you you know you want to, you know how to apply and how to connect, and Mm -hmm. interesting, very interesting, cool. Hmm. Um, I think that's. I mean, that I think that's that's basically. Wraps that brings up us up to Carly Rae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wraps and up then, Carly Rae. And then oh, she just went completely viral. She went viral. And I remember, I still remember, um, I mean, I listened to that song in the studio when she was recording it. Um, and I knew it was going to be a big song, but I just thought like, yeah, it's going to be big in Canada, you know? And right. I think it was the most played song in the world. Again, fact check if you're listening. But it was it was a massive song, obviously worldwide. Um, yeah. That I didn't see coming, and I remember Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber. I mean, yeah. shout out to Justin Bieber. Never met him, but you know. <laughs> you're probably like once you're very close. You're not yeah, very far removed three, from that. Yeah. So uh, I remember he tweeted he tweeted something like, "This is the catchiest song I've ever heard." Yeah. And then that's what it just blew up from there. Like. Yeah. Talk about talk about the power of social media, right? Yes. Yeah, Guy's got a voice. He's got like, it. Honestly, he's, I don't think without that I don't know if without that without that tweet and without that support, I mean, who knows what, you know, might not have happened, right? Yeah. The tipping point. I right. just finished that book. A tweet from Bieber. 
Is that in? The, yeah, is that's in the. Well, is that a book? Is that a book too? A, a tweet from Bieber? <laughs> no, no, but that's kind of like what it, it examines, like things like that that make something go viral. Yeah, like just the little details. That, yeah, and that any, allows any good nuggets, to be any good nuggets you can you can share. Oh, um, just uh, one in a million chances. It's uh, it's all up to luck. So <laughs> you know, just go for it. Just uh, go for it. Um. <laughs> One one thing I uh, so we uh, opened up your little portfolio page here on the web. I didn't know that you did the like wolves uh, video for Dead and Divine, <laughs> dude. Did, that yeah. video is unreal. That's I another love one. that video. I I just actually uh, Chris Lamasters from from Dead and Divine. He's got a new project called Hundred Sons now. Oh, with and, um, who else? Yeah. Is oh in yeah, that? Uh, the, the guy from Norma and, Jean. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they're they're crowdfunding right now, and and I I did this really, you know, sappy post on Facebook where I basically said, you know, Chris and Legs, you know, they uh, they gave me a shot when I was you know young and hungry and yeah. didn't have any you know decent videos to my name, and we did this video for like wolves, um, and I'm just happy now that I can you know contribute to their crowdfunding campaign because. Uh, I just think it's really cool to go full circle like that 10 years later, you know? Oh, for mm. sure. Is that how long that video has been? No, out? I think it's been like no. eight. But if I, I always round up or down if it's like. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I it's, think it's so it's interesting. in on the deck. I think it was 2007 before Christmas we shot that. So, I mean, that's almost 10 years. It's really interesting to look at your portfolio here, Ben, because you have like pop stars, sensations like Carly Rae and then Dead and Divine, which in some ways is definitely bigger than local but like a southern ontario hardcore band that was kind of right on the edge of of making it really big but kind of then i don't i'm not gonna say fizzled but then they just kind of stopped making music so it's cool to see kind of all the different people that you're connected mm-hmm. with yeah i mean i when i grew up i always just thought you know i i was more aligned with you know rock uh you know i, I wanted to do like rock and roll music videos and then yeah the the stuff with carly ray happened and I didn't, I'm not going to say I got pigeonholed, but um, uh, it, if the work keeps it, coming, yeah, it opened up a lot, a lot more opportunities in the pop world. So yeah, right, that I followed because I'm a big believer in um, acknowledging and following opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and sorry, where am I going with that? What was the question? Well, we were talking about like Dead and Divine and oh, just Dead the Divine. variety. So, yeah, I, yeah. So, um, but I mean now. Now I'm doing more and more. I mean, I, I feel like I'm doing more country videos than anything else now, um, which I'm mm. which I'm stoked on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's what I love about what I love about my job is that, um, you know, it's never it's never the same. You know, so yeah. Uh, one the, like the last thing I'll say about Call Me Maybe is that after that video broke, um, I mean, I won. Uh, uh, you know, three MMVAs with Carly for that video, and I got. I'm looking at an MTV Japan award right now in my office. Wow, uh, <laughs> collecting dust. But uh, uh, that allowed me to to leave my job at 604 Records, which again was an awesome job. But um, I felt like if I, if there's ever going to be a time for me to go freelance and you know work for myself, then you know there's no better time than this. Like strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when we basically packed up, me and my wife and our, at the time, one-year-old daughter. We moved back to Ontario. Wow. And, uh, you know, I got hooked up with my director rep in Toronto and been making music videos ever since. Wow. 
So, I mean, where, I mean, I guess it's different for everyone, but like, do you have to travel for these shoots and how long do they generally take? I mean, most of the time we're shooting in and around Toronto or okay. somewhere in Ontario. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just got back a couple weeks ago from Denmark shooting a music video. Whoa. Oh, wow. So that was pretty fun. That's Are you allowed to say who that was for? Yeah, it's for, for an artist on Warner called Jonathan Waugh. Cool. Named Jonathan Waugh, sorry. Um, and yeah, he's kind of like a folk uh, folk pop um, reggae artist, which, I mean, it seems weird. Uh, he just has a lot of variety in, in the songs he sings, but uh, he wanted to do something cool for this song called Daniela Denmark. And uh, I mean, so we flew to Denmark and we, we shot it. That's but that awesome. happened wow. like... That's the kind of thing that happens, uh, you know, a week in advance. It's like, hey, you know, do you have time to go to Denmark and shoot this video with me? Wow. And then I say, yes, of course. So, <laughs> That's very um, cool. Me and my, me and my cinematographer, my, I mean, my shooting partner, um, David Sherman, shout out to David Sherman. Uh, we, we just basically flew to, to Copenhagen and, and, you know, shot for five days. And came Very home. Cool. Five days for a three-minute music video. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, I, we we. I mean, that's another thing. Like, I'm not. I don't strictly do music videos. Okay. Uh, uh, I do a lot of just general content creation and gen like co- content creation. Yeah, is like what I, like so. a, a campaign or like a so, a whole theme of videos around somebody or following them on tour and stuff like that. Yeah. So like going to Copenhagen, we were like, how much content can we squeeze out of this thing? Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So oh, we did, right. like, I think we ended up shooting like five pieces of content. One being a music video, uh, the rest being different forms of, uh, acoustic videos. So oh, nice. I think okay. we did, like one music video and four acoustic live sessions. Videos. Yeah. Live videos and like an EPK interview with like a European background. So, hmm. oh, um, cool. yeah, but that's what, I mean, if I had a full-time job, I wouldn't be able to say yes to, to opportunities like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. And have you found that you've been been busy enough? I mean, you from just our conversation now, you really seem like someone who goes and gets it done and, and, it, and knows what it takes to make a living off this. So have you found it's been, uh, like, hard or easy to kind of keep yourself busy? I, I read um, – well – it's it's easy to keep busy uh, because I, I fill in a lot of gaps with um, you know corporate and commercial work, okay. which keeps the lights on. So it's I mean it's a great way to supplement income because music videos. I mean I can't. I think if I only relied on music video income, uh, I think I'd still I think I'd still scrape by on like a college level uh, as far as like income goes. But yeah. uh, to to put it over the top, I just, I definitely need to to say yes to a lot of corporate and commercial work, right. which is still fun. At the end of the day, it's still me and my buddy, um, you know, playing with a camera and, you know, hanging out all day. So yep. whether yeah. we're shooting like a CEO headshot, uh, interview kind of thing, like yep. talking head style or shooting a music video, it's still at the end of the day we're you know, we're still just dudes playing with cameras. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's and we're great. not, you know, we're not in a, in an office watching a clock tick, tick by, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, counting down the the hours till Friday at four thirty. Okay, here's here's what I don't here's what I don't I never I've never understood. You know how you always see, 
you always hear people say like, oh, follow your dreams. You know, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. We hear that what a lot of this ev- show. If everyone, <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. But if everyone did that, what would society be like? It would be mayhem. <laughs> well, who would be doing all the, I don't know, jobs? I don't know. Like, Yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, and that's and that's even why we why we have this podcast because you know Calvin and I we do work jobs that you know either keep our families running or in some ways contributes to a part of the economy that's not super adventurous. So, what are some of those other things that we can do to add more adventure to our lives? That if we if we're not careful, they'll just become really uh, really bland. But but recognizing our jobs are important and we need to feed our families. How can we? Add a little more spice to the life, you know. Do you guys have children? No, no. Copy. Well, <laughs> those are those are you know that's I mean that's less mouths to feed, man. So that's right. No. Yeah, that is. I mean, but, sometimes you just gotta spice it up and <laughs> kill a goose on an average day. I have I have three children. Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the adventure of starting a family? <laughs> uh, I mean, I we had our three children our at thirty. Good for you, man. That's yeah, great. Yeah. We had our daughter when I was 24. Um, Six? You just started grade one, kindergarten? Senior kindergarten? Senior, senior kindergarten. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Wow. My, son, my son, Zach, is two, and my uh, daughter, Violet, I call her Little Letty. She is two and a half months. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fresh, that, fresh that's, squishy honest, baby. Like, that is where I do find a lot of stress uh, as far as, like, if I'm having a month where nothing is on the books yet, I get a little stressed out because yeah. mm. I have like a, you know, a family, family to feed and, uh, you know, that's I got to right. keep the lights on in this house. So, um, that's why corporate work and commercial work is definitely a blessing. Um, but, uh, yeah, music videos has always been, you know, where my, where my heart's been and where, you know, it seems like the only thing I'm, I'm half good at, you know, <laughs> that's great. Um, I have a question for you about gear. What is your opinion on the current <laughs> drone trend? Oh man, that's a great question. Are Jer. you pro drone? Drone? Are you anti drone? Are you like, no? You know what? We can have one drone shot per video. How do you incorporate the drone? I've crashed a few drones. Me okay, and my, so you're pro drone. My, uh, okay. Me and my shooting well, partner Dave. Not pro drone. Yeah, we've we've had we've had a few drones together, and um, now I feel like. I actually just sold my my share of the drone to him because okay. uh, I mean it was it was in it was in everyone's best interest having me not control this drone anymore. So, <laughs> so he not still comes out and he flies drone all the time with me. Um, so, but I love drones, but I'm just not the guy to fly them because uh, I mean it's a special skill that I don't have the time to invest in. I I think drone shots are absolutely captivating. Do you think? it's going to be we're going to hit like peak drone where it's just too much drone i feel like we'll we'll hit peak drone pretty soon yeah oh really yeah because yeah, it just I becomes so, so accessible I just feel like feel like when they first come out i was like i have to have this in some of my videos and and now i mean maybe because i'm in the industry i just see it all the time that you know right. it's becoming less and less impressive because i'm seeing right. more and more of it but um definitely a way to, to to impress a client for sure but um oh yeah yeah, and plus they're getting stricter and stricter with the with the laws. The laws, yeah, the, yeah. that's getting wild. Yeah, well, people just going crazy with them, of course. Yeah, as like, like anything, I, you know, like the technology. I read there in, in I think it was in Miami, a drone crashed into the side of a building like as an as an accident, and then luckily fell into like a balcony that was like 30, 30 stories up. 
Oh my gosh. So instead of falling to the ground, it, it fell into a balcony. So I, I, I think all, all it's going to take is, um, you one, know, one, one, one big accident and then everyone's going to be like, all right, no more drones. Dropping a 747 out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it could happen. Could happen. Uh, I saw this amazing, the only purpose that I'd ever want to try a drone is I saw this guy attach a chainsaw to one and uh, trim his tree with it, <laughs> which was pretty remarkable. That'd be a pretty powerful drone. I don't know. Like that's, I haven't seen a drone that powerful, uh, that could do that, but I mean, I saw a guy. Yeah. I, my my friend Jonathan Steingard, singer of Hawk Nelson, name drop. He yeah, drop um, that. I'm actually just I'm gonna plug his vlog because yeah. he just came out with a vlog. Um, he did this video where he calls and doesn't. Sorry, he does a mobile order to Starbucks through the app, and he's on the beach. He lives in San Diego now, and he flew his drone to like a couple blocks inland, um, with like a it was like. It had like a coffee harness on it hanging no. down. No. So and he only ordered like a like an espresso shot, so it was like a very little bit of liquid. Right, right. But he right. called the Starbucks and said, Can you please, you know, put my mobile order in the drone? That's amazing. Come yeah, on. They, It'll work? Yeah, they it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Jonathan Steingard. That's uh, amazing. That's hilarious. Yeah, so the you see like the Starbucks barista walk outside. That's uh, so funny. You know, reach up and put this coffee in uh in this like coffee sling under a drone. It was awesome. That's an adventure. I saw this other hilarious video where there's these uh, professional taxidermists and they turn your deceased pets into a drone. So picture <laughs> a cat oh, splayed I saw like that. this. That's amazing, yes. And then all four of its legs have uh, helicopters or like whatever fans on, what are they called? Uh, blades on the end. And then your cat is a drone and it's flying yeah. through the sky. That is, uh, <laughs> that's, that is horrifying. Yeah, it is. They have like little <laughs> rats and cats. It, it was, I'm like, man, how much more creative can the human species get? <laughs> Just makes so, me feel yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good. Cat, dead cat flying around the city. <laughs> hey, Ben. Now, one thing we always like to get from our guests are a couple of practical tips on how we can add more adventure to our everyday. You've, I think, given us a lot to think about. But is there anything that kind of comes to mind if you say, you know, how do we add a little more adventure to the everyday? Well, I would say try to to say yes more often as as uh, well let me let me specify um, I'm in a position now where I'm trying to say no to jobs that I don't want to do ah, okay. um, to free up time so that I can do things that I actually want to do. Um, what's that book called? Say uh, no <laughs> say yes <laughs> yeah no anyway uh, but uh, in 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 regards to opportunities and just adventure, um, like a perfect example in Denmark, um, we had to stay up all night to go scout this. Well, we didn't have to stay up all night, but we had to scout this location at like four thirty in the morning, and we were out at a pub until two. And then it's like, well, are you really going to sleep from like two thirty to to four, and then go scout this location? Right. Of course not. No. So. Um, we ended up scouting the location, um, getting back to the hotel, like seven in the morning. Our buddy had just, uh, our buddy was actually in, um, Malmo, Sweden, which is like a 40 minute train ride from Copenhagen. So he came by, uh, and he was hanging out for a bit, but, um, I remember being so tired and, um, my shooting partner, David was like, we should just cruise on these bikes and just go check out some of these, uh, um, public swimming, like in Copenhagen, the 
the public spaces there are designed so amazing. Like, yeah, just encourages everyone to be outside. Everyone bikes there because the infrastructure is just set up for biking. It's it's amazing. So I've never seen so many bikes in my life. Anyway, oh. I digress. Um, so we had the option to either sleep for a few hours until we had to shoot, um, or rent these bikes and just cruise around uh, Copenhagen and, and you know experience it. So threw on our swimsuits rented some bikes and uh we ended up cruising to this um it's like it's like a public diving structure like picture like a 20 foot i don't know 20 foot wooden structure that you can jump into the water off of Um, sounds amazing so it's it's like little things like that like adventure doesn't have to be um some big epic you know journey or uh event like it could be saying yes instead of sleeping for a few hours or um you know what i mean just basically moments like that i feel allow you to live life to the fullest as opposed to thinking it's got to be some big you know epic thing well yeah just keeping it simple yeah and we got caught in the rain and oh yeah pouring rain and it was i don't know it, yeah, just, it sounds like a music video <laughs> yeah well it just added like it just it just it just, uh, it was, it was, that was definitely a highlight of the trip was going to these diving structures on like, you know, little, very little sleep. Yeah. That's great. And that, that started with saying yes. So, um, when it comes to adventure, just say yes. But if it comes to things that stress you out, like work, sometimes saying no is, is the best thing to do. Ben, if you find yourself writing uh, a proof on that exact story, I'd like a little, uh, commish. So actually we went back to, after we scouted that structure, um, we went back to it and shot there with the artist. So it was one of those oh, no acoustic way. videos. Yeah, you'll see it. You'll That's see it sweet. in the cool. Jonathan Waugh video for Daniela Denmark. Very cool. Cool. Well, Very man, cool. thanks so much for uh, for coming on with us tonight. It's uh, yeah, great to have you. Hey guys, you know what? I hope you can cut this into something usable. Of course, we'll try. <laughs> try. Definitely feel free to to splice it up however you you know you need it to be. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely watch some of those videos you recommended and we'll post some of those so people can uh, take a look and we'll plug your Instagrams or all that good stuff. Yeah. Where well. can people find you on uh, on the socials? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Instagram is what I mostly do. It's just <laughs> I mean, I, I post a lot of work stuff, but it's mostly pictures of my kids, if I'm honest. Uh, Great. But Ultimate I would just dad. Proud yeah, dad. Yeah, you go to the you can go to the field, uh, thefield.ca, thefield.com. Cool. Uh, and uh, check out my work there. Um, if you're interested in music videos, you should definitely hit up the Field Inc. Um, start as a PA, work your way up. Um, and uh, but I would say my biggest advice to someone that wants to be shooting or directing music videos is to just do it. Don't, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't wait for someone to give you, you know, a golden opportunity, um, you know, shoot your own stuff because you, I mean, ultimately you have to have a reel to show someone that you're pitching to anyway. Right. So right. Don't wait, shoot your own stuff and, um, yeah, good things will happen if you, if you say yes to opportunities. Yeah. That's great advice, Ben. All right, brother. Thanks so much. We'll chat with you soon. I love you guys. Keep, keep potting it up. Love you too, brother. Rock and roll. Peace, guys. All right. That was Ben Nectal. Man, what a cool story. Miley Cyrus, personal friend. Not Miley Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) It might be. He could be. (laughs) 
it's like imagine we just talk about Miley for the rest of the episode. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Uh, very cool. Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, neat to hear a little bit of her backstory, how she was discovered. And cool to hear about someone who's connected to so many people in the in the big music world. I think the, the shout-out really goes out to Bieber on this one, though. Gotta go out to Biebs. It's gotta go out to Biebs. Uh, it was He's neat. done a lot for little people. For sure. Uh, the first time I met Ben, um, he was he came to my work because he was doing some some corporate video work with with our organization. Nice. And I was just chatting with him. He seems just like a really genuine, kind soul. And then I asked him a little bit about what he does and start digging, and all of a sudden I realized that he's this like he's got all these cool stories and mm. has done all this really interesting work. But he's a really humble guy. Go follow him on Instagram. See pics of his kids. Um, definitely a really good guy to know and I'm thankful that uh, he was able to come on the podcast and share his adventure with us yeah it's great music videos are an interesting thing because I mean they've been around for a while Yeah, but I just feel like they have massive longevity as you know we become more and more into our devices and music yeah. becomes more and more digital yeah. um, the videos just go along so well with it and to be able to make yeah. it I mean just capture a song is uh, is really cool yeah, and it's neat because it extends the creative vision of a song. It really does, right? Yeah, so it's, it's cool. It can t- it can tell a story similar to the song, or like a story that complements the song. Yeah, or just you know, in the case of many music videos, just videos of people partying. It, <laughs> I mean, and they have a, this cool way. Of, it's it's a great tool for helping you understand the song even better yeah. too. Yeah. In a whole different way that you maybe would have never thought of. Yeah. And I mean, where video is today and the effects people can do and the interesting things that like the interesting editing techniques. I mm-hmm. mean, it's pretty spectacular. Some of the creativity we've seen. You talking quick cuts. I'm talking quick cuts. I'm talking green screen. I'm talking, uh, you know, zooms. Oh, and like the slide in from one scene to another where it goes. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. that. All those cool things. You can put an animation over a normal video right. now. Or text. You can put text, text on the screen. So, I mean. To really just highlight some features. Honestly, I don't even know what's next. I know. I don't even know what's next. Virtual reality? Who knows? I mean, something that's happening in the video that doesn't even make sense. Yes. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. So, anyways, that was a, a great conversation with Ben, walking through the adventure of uh, becoming a, a music producer. And I think, again, as we mentioned before the interview, his story of kind of m- making it. Yeah. Not that he's like totally made it. No. But his story of taking risks and, um, and and taking a step out. That's really what adventure is. It's taking a risk, being courageous, and doing something you've never done. And what we love about him, too, is like his transparency through this whole thing. Which oh, yeah. Is so appreciated. And that's you know, just just shows what a real person is. Absolutely. Um, OK, enough about that. We got some business to get to. If you were listening to this podcast and you are not subscribed, how dare you? <laughs> Whoa, Calvin, dude, <laughs> don't well, land based our listeners. Man. OK, OK. Like, yes, we want them to subscribe. But where do them- <laughs> you get off? <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> Uh, we would appreciate you probably are subs- realistically I think almost everybody who's listening is subscribed either on I- iTunes on, or on Google Play if you're not we will find you one thing we are asking our listeners to do these days is to take out their phone maybe even right now send a text to a come friend come on send a text to a friend who wants more adventure in their everyday say hey here's a podcast that might be helpful for you while we are really happy with our listener base right now 
We are trying to grow the show. We think of it's course. helping people find more adventure all over the world, as we read in our bonus episode, mm-hmm. people from Luxembourg listening. It's working. You know, so we are asking that you maybe send a text to a friend, say, hey, here, check out this podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Maybe like our stuff. Maybe tag a friend on one of our posts. Give a donation in their name. Whoa. Don't, oh, no, we're not asking, <laughs> oh, right. for, we're not asking for money, Calvin. Okay, right, right, We're right. not asking for money. We're just asking for a quick just little... Just share it. It's, we do this for free. <laughs> That's the least you can do. Dude, share it with a friend. Calvin, you're coming off so strong, buddy. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we, we, we thought we were going to go pretty aggressive <laughs> in our pre-show meeting. I know, and then I just thought it was not the right approach. Down. Not the right approach. <laughs> just let me go for it. Uh, you can follow us sure. online uh, at Open Road Pod on Instagram. Uh, find us on the web, openroadpod.com. Check out our show notes. Jeremy uh, types up our show notes, and it's on the podcast uh, app. Scre- app screen there. Yep. Uh, and we have clickable links in there. So to our website, to our emails, really easy for you to get in contact with us. Super Very easy. little sleuthing you need to do. Just uh, It's a click away. Yep. So, and another thing, we like listener mail. We love listener mail. So, if if, the, if there's a story you want to share, we we're not going to commit to reading it on the air, but we easily could. I mean, make it noteworthy and notable, and of course, we, we're going to have to read it on the air. Yeah. Say something outrageous. Yeah. That. Yeah. Definitely. It's the only that. way to get uh, noticed in this world. And if you have uh, friends that are, you know, r- super famous adventurers that have a cool story. Definitely hook us up. I mean, if they're A-list celebrities, hook us up. Yeah, we Why want. would you not? <laughs> so anyways, thank you guys for listening. We really enjoy making this podcast. We really enjoy the fact that you guys are listening and engaged with us, and we just appreciate it. Life is waiting for us. Calvin's a father. Take us out with a little ditty, Jer. A ditty? <laughs> a ditty. You're going to sing. I'm going to beatbox. I can't sing or beatbox. Open Road Pod. Thank you once again for listening. OpenRoadPod.com. Look us up. Until next time. Thank you. Uh-oh.